You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. My kids are desperate for a dog, and I've always thought that when the time came, we would get a rescue pet. But then we were away these holidays, and we looked after a schnauzer, and we completely fell in love with this dog, and it started to change my mind, because it felt like his temperament as a schnauzer was the perfect temperament for our families. I came to think that maybe choosing a breed over getting a random one that I couldn't predict through an adoption would be better for our family. After all, a pet is for life and you want to make sure you're choosing the right one. Avalon Trahan is from Pet Stock Belrose and it's a pet store that also supports different adoption agencies through their charity Pet Stock Assist. Hi Avalon, how are you? Hi, lovely to meet you. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Now, um... Why do you think I should still consider adopting a pet, even though I've gone, this schnauzer is amazing and everyone's telling me schnauzers have the best temperament, blah, blah, blah. Look, it's it's definitely one thing to take into consideration the dog's breed. You need to take into consideration whether they're an active dog, if that will match with your active lifestyle, whether um, they've got a, a gorgeous temperament like the schnauzers do, um, and if you've got little kids who maybe might be pulling the tail and getting in their face. Um, and you also need to consider if you've got time to have a puppy. I, I don't have kids, but I, I've heard <laughs> it's like having another child. Yes. <laughs> so, look, I, I think that there are there are plenty of rescues or dogs up for adoption out there who are potentially schnauzers they could be definitely purebred schnauzers or they could be crosses um, and they could be up for adoption as puppies potentially because something's happened all of a sudden to someone who's adopted them all the way down to a dog who may be a little bit older where the owners have gone into a nursing home or are no longer able to look after their dogs so there's definitely dogs out there there's puppies there's little dogs there's every mix and breed that you might find as long as you're willing to put some time and effort into looking for that. Right. Okay. So it's the, it's the search. So when I was talking to a friend about this, he said, because I was like, oh, I really always wanted to get a rescue pet because of the idea that they're, they're not wanted and you give them a home, etc. And I said, but now I like this schnauzer. And he said, well, I guess if they're a rescue pet, there's a reason they're a rescue pet. So he was trying to say they're probably a difficult dog if you're getting a rescue pet. Um, what would you say to that? So, as I said, like there are so many different reasons that dogs are up for adoption. One reason could be that before they could get them desexed, they got pregnant and had a litter. And obviously, you've signed up for one animal, <laughs> not six. So, um, that would be when they might contact a rescue and say, look, can you help me rehome them? Otherwise, there's older people um, or people who become not so well who are no longer able to look after their animal there's absolutely nothing wrong with them it's not that they've been rehomed because they're troublesome or whatever it's just that their home is no longer suitable for them so then they're being passed on to hopefully live the second part of their life with another loving family look I think that it's easy to say rescue dogs are trickier of course, if you get a puppy from a pet shop, you know that the first eight weeks of their life have been pretty standard. Some rescue pets definitely come from less than lovely homes um, and they've had not so not so kind upbringings. And I think that's actually probably more of a reason to get an adoption pet. If you can 
improve and make even the last two years of their life if it's a 16 year old dog and you don't know how long they're gonna live if you can make the last little bit of their life just the best then why not if that's what you can do obviously if you've got little kids don't get a dog that might be reactive so just look for a dog that would be suitable um, and there's going to be plenty of rescue dogs suitable for any home from what you see are there certain breeds that end up as rescue pets I think generally, so it depends on the area. I find that a lot of different areas tend to have dogs that would be more suitable to the area. So around where I live, a lot of people go for moodles, oodles, poodles, any mix of that. <laughs> What's a moodle? <laughs> so Maltese, um, uh, cross with a poodle, yes. oh, you can gorgeous. cross a spaniel. So, and the reason that people go for those supposedly designer dogs is because they do have a gorgeous temperament generally so all of this is just a general general guide on the breed um however moodle a and moodle b could be completely different it it, it's just loosely based on their breed and the reason the people around where i live have moodles and things like that is because they are so good with kids whereas if you're somewhere that's got a little bit more space you might be going for a working dog i also think that part of the reason dogs specifically I suppose show up as rescue animals is because people don't take into consideration their breed. So I've got a Pomeranian cross at home and I did a lot of research onto the breed and they are the most stubborn little things. They are so gorgeous and she is so lovely natured but if I ask her to do something she's going to do it in her own time. So you really need to understand if you get a Kelpie or a cattle dog or anything like that they're going to need a lot of exercise as opposed to my little Pomeranian who isn't going to be able to tear apart the couch if she doesn't get out for a walk. So I think that a lot of the breeds that do tend to be in rescue are those more high maintenance breeds which people go oh my gosh this Kelpie is so cute and they see a gorgeously trained Kelpie at the shops um, but they don't realise that it probably gets walked twice a day. It has puzzle toys at home. It might go to daycare a couple of times a week if their owner's out at work. I just think people don't do not do their research and then the poor, poor animals sort of cop it when they can't handle it. Now, I would have thought you'd have to go directly to the RSPCA to adopt a pet. How does it work through pet stock? So most of our stores, we've got... 150 stores across Australia and New Zealand. Most of our stores have uh, adoption cats in store, if possible, um, with space. We don't tend to keep adoption dogs in store. There's just not enough. Um, We can't exactly provide the amount of care that they would need to take them home at night and take them out for walks and everything like that. So another thing we have is also at Bellrose and a few other stores as well, we have guinea pig and rabbit rescue. All of our animals in store, apart from fish, are rescue pets. So the way we get around having rescue dogs is we do adoption days. Um, We've just had one on the 15th of February, which was one of our national adoption days, which is promoting National Adoption Month for February. And we will invite a variety of rescue groups into our store. And this, this happened across all of our stores in Australia. What we'll do is we will try and make a fun day of it. We'll invite multiple rescue groups in. We work with Cat Rescue 901. We work with um, a lovely local rescue group called Denise at Paws, which does generally more 
special needs dogs or independent dogs that might not make it in a in a pound and they'll come into our store and then you come and meet them or even chat to the rescue before they come in and then get to meet the dog that you were looking at on the day and whether it be they go home with you on the day or you then finalize the paperwork and they go home later in that week you still get to I suppose meet different rescues we raise awareness for the rescue groups that we work with um, that way you can go oh well I, ca- I can have a look at this rescue or they might even offer an alternative if you're if you're looking for a Labrador or there's a specific Labrador rescue that they might point you towards or a golden retriever rescue um, or a schnauzer exactly <laughs> potentially <laughs> tell me about the pets themselves so if you were to go to a pet store and buy a pet I'm assuming, A, they're very expensive, but also you would assume that they'd been vaccinated and all that kind of stuff and chipped. Is that what happens with rescue pets as well? Definitely. So for an animal to be sold, they do need to have their microchip already. So all of our rescue animals, well, cats and dogs, go home and they will be fully vet checked. They will be up to date on their worming, flea tick worming, whatever's um, applicable and they will be microchipped and vaccinated up to date. So all you do is you fill out the change of owner form and we send you on your way and all you have to do from then on is take care of any future vet bills that might come up. Now your stores don't actually sell animals. They help facilitate the adoptions but they don't sell. Why don't you sell animals? Look, I think it's actually, and this is why I love working for Petstock, um, they've got a fantastic um, ethos of rehoming rather than purchasing animals. And I think through through their charity Petstock Assist, um, which is a registered Petstock charity, they are able to take donations, raise funds, or even just donate money. I think last year they donated $3 million wow. um, through their charity pet stock assist so things like if you shop with us um, even if you shop online you can round up your purchase just a couple of dollars or even 15 cents and that will go to pet stock assist so we offer pet stock grants which we then assess different rescue groups who apply and give them donations so yeah Oh, it sounds very exciting. I mean, we're not about to get a dog right away, but when the time comes, I'll definitely look into adoption. Avalon, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. That's Avalon Trahan from Petstock Belrose, and I'll put links for more information in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch... Email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.